Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Paid for my life, God's perfect sacrifice, sufficient for me. The blood of God to atone, my sin you made your own. You have set me free. You alone have risen, you alone have saved us, you alone have rescued us from the grave. You reign now, all creation cries out You alone are king You alone Good Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. What we attempt to do in the first part of this show is to explain to you exactly what we're trying to do and actually who pays for it. Victory Over Sin is actually funded by an advocacy arm for St. Vincent de Paul, Southwest Idaho here in the Treasure Valley. And what we attempt to do with that is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and live day to day on parole. Uh, We would argue you know very little about that. And so it's important that you understand the Department of Corrections and how that works and the challenges that face those who come out of incarceration every day. Uh, We do that in several different ways, but one of them certainly is this radio show which is actually approaching now five years that we've been doing this. Uh, We keep an archive of all the shows on KBXL's archive page. If you go to the website page there and you look up Victory Over Sin, you'll see all the previous shows. It's become a good body of work, if you will, to understand the Department of Corrections. We've had state senators. We've had every department, every uh, person who's run the Department of Corrections on since, uh, since I've been out of incarceration for 10 years. And that's four people. So we've had uh, people who've come directly out of incarceration and come right to the studio. We've actually had one gentleman who was about to go right back in. He was in the studio. And then all the different associations and groups that support people who are on parole and working to change their lives. Many of those have been in that, the office. So it's, uh, you're trying to find out something about the Department of Corrections. Take some time and go back and check out the past issues and uh, past Uh, sections of the show, and you can see everything you wanted to know about it. In addition to that, pre-COVID, we have a PowerPoint presentation that we would bring out to your church group, your business group, your uh, gathering, if you will, and we would present that 20-minute PowerPoint. And the great thing about that is that it was presented by a returning citizen themselves. So they share the PowerPoint about how to survive on parole and then answer questions. We hope that at some point in time we'll be able to do that again and come back out. But for right now, I think most of those things are on hold like everything else in terms of society, in terms of interacting. So those are the things we're attempting to do uh, with Systemic Change of Idaho and Victory Over Sin. If you've listened to me over the past year or so, you know we've made some real changes in the efforts that St. Vincent de Paul's done in terms of supporting people coming out of incarceration. Uh, We now have a location not only in Boise to greet people as they come out of incarceration, but we've got one in Canyon County. We're going to learn a lot about that today with our guest, but we're excited about both operations. Uh, So if you're listening to me in the desert and you're saying, boy, who's going to pick me up from incarceration? Go to your case manager and have them send me an email and we will actually pick you up. We'll bring you to one of the locations if you're going to three or to four and offer you some support in terms of uh, clothing vouchers and food 
and then we'll link you up to different resources and take you out where you need to go on your first day of release. In addition to that, we also will encourage you as you want to change your life and get involved in the world of living on parole, that if you need employment help, we have employment at another location in Fairview in Boise. In addition to that, we have this program that we've talked about before on the show called Recon, which actually walks with you for six months as you attempt to transition back into community, especially if you've had some issues with addiction and uh, those types of things. So there's a lot of things that are available to you. You're in the desert and you're listening to me or you're driving around and you need some help with that, come into one of the, these offices. The one in Boise is at 3217 uh, Overland, and we are open 9 to 12, Monday through Friday. The one in the Canyon County area is in actually in Caldwell, and is it at the, it's in the District 3 Probation and Parole Office, and that's located at 3110 Cleveland Boulevard. I think they call it Building D. And we are inside that office. Uh, and you just go in and ask for St. Vincent de Paul. The hours where there are staff there at that location are 10 to 2. So go in there and ask that, and we'll go from there. There's some really great things coming up in terms of tomorrow. It's As you're listening to my voice right now, there's a recovery rally going on at Julia Davis Park in uh, Boise. It's to celebrate Recovery Month, with it, which is in September. Pretty much everybody who works with people out of incarceration and who suffer with addiction will be in Julia Davis Park. It'll be a great place to learn about the services provided. There is a band. There's actually a comedian in the band show later on in the evening. Come on out. We have a table there. That's where I am probably right now as you're listening to my voice. So come out and meet me. Say hi. We will also be collecting names for what's called the Recovery Advocacy Project, which is a national project in which we're trying to educate legislators here and across the nation about recovery. So we'll put you on a mailing list and kind of help you support with that. There's also, surprisingly, a program called uh, Recovery Poets for Recovery, which is sponsored by Recovery Idaho. We'll take signups for that. Surprisingly, it's a, that's an event that is gaining some momentum. So come out to the Julie Davis Park today, and we'll figure out how all that works, meet you, and say hi. Uh, I'll be right back with our guest in just a second. The Idaho Justice Project is a new statewide nonpartisan organization to improve Idaho's justice system. Idaho has the third highest rate of people under corrective control in the entire country. Idaho's jails and prison are beyond capacity, but most are there for nonviolent crimes like drug addiction or probation and parole violations. The Idaho Department of Corrections spent over $309 million in 2020. 37% of people released from prison in 2016 reoffended within three years. 62% of Idaho's yearly prison admissions are for a probation or parole violation, the highest rate in the country. The average probation term in Idaho has grown by 109% since 2000. As of June 30th, 2020, there were over 17,000 Idahoans on probation or parole. One out of every 38 adults is on probation in Idaho. For more information on how you can help and get involved with the Idaho Justice Project, go to 3217 West Overland Road, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, and ask for Mark. Okay, I, like I mentioned before, it's it's very nice to have, we've got a new staff person to St. Vincent de Paul, so I've got with me in the studio, Carrie Weber. We label her in a resource specialist, and she does work for St. Vincent de Paul Southwest 
Idaho Reentry Services, and she's based in Canyon County at the Canyon County office. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. It's kind of fun to have you here. She's been on the job less than two weeks or so. Yep. So we're throwing her into the mill in terms of letting people get to know who she is and what we're attempting to do in Canyon County. So thank you for showing up. Thank you for taking the job. Oh, thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. It was kind of cool. She came to us through a a good friend, and uh, she's a recovery coach, and uh, it's amazing how... Uh, God puts people in your life that will work the right way. And uh, this is one I think that is going to work and I'm excited about. So welcome. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from and birthplace and all that good stuff. Uh, fifth generation Idahoan. Wow. I'm from the area. Really, I've I've grown up around the Eagle area and uh, I've got a lot of family in the area. They were some of the first settlers here. So I've uh, got some deep roots in the area. Um, Do you resent all those people coming from all over the world? No, not really. Okay. I, I I enjoy the diversity. Okay, it's going to be there's going to be too many people for me. I've been here since '95, and I'm starting to say, hey, let's start checking people at the border. Definitely different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in um, so Eagle was the background. Mm. Um, You've seen that place change. Yes, I have. I lived there before the bypass was even built. So wow. it's got went from a farm town to. I, I can't even identify it anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I can remember when I came up here in 95, it was a two-lane road from the freeway to Eagle. And yep. It is not that now. Nope. And it's a one, something you avoid at certain times of the day. So, oh, yes, <laughs> definitely during rush hour. The great thing about what you're doing for us is that you do similar work to this for uh, the Department of Health and Welfare, right? That is correct, yes. Tell me a little bit about what that is. Over at Health and Welfare in Caldwell, I am a uh, peer recovery coach, which I help people with uh, co-occurring disorders, either uh, mental health or addiction issues, helping them get back on their feet again. Absolutely. And also, too, I think that helps identify what we're attempting to do in terms of building that base at our office, too. So it's, it's a perfect scenario. Yes, it is. Also, one of the people give me grief about it, but one of the things I love to do and like to brag about is the fact that you've been in the system, you're 128256, and I think that makes you credible in terms of working with people coming out of incarceration. Tell me about what 128256 was, if you don't mind. I was uh, lost for a while. I ended up becoming an addict myself, gotten to the the system, getting into some trouble, ended up with felonies, and uh, you know, being as single mother and struggling, I just, uh, I went through some hard times, but I came back around again. And um, now here I am helping people in the same situation that I was in. So, yeah, and it's somewhat, to be honest with you, it's kudos to uh, State of Idaho to allow people to do the recovery coaching and the peer recovery situations where you can do this uh, with, there's certain crimes that are committed that aren't, that will not allow you to get that credential, but it, it to give them credit to allow people who have had that real experience, real life experience, to come into the situation makes it real powerful. Do you? That's pretty much yeah. Yes, I believe it does make it powerful, and, and it, it, it's more relatable with people who are going through it to help them and understand where they're coming from, too. Yeah, we, we for before you came on, we had our offices were next to the one-stop shop for the Department of Corrections in uh, Region 4 over on Emerald and Benjamin, and it was always interesting. We were right next to each other. I designed it that way. It was kind of cool. But people would go into the Department of Corrections and talk to 
IDOC employees, and then they'd come in and talk to us, and the difference was just like night and day. Yeah. I mean, we complimented each other, and we worked well with each other, but the flavor and the atmosphere for somebody just out of incarceration was powerful to see the change. Yeah. Yeah. I think people need to, um, they need that warm handoff, if you will, uh, coming out of incarceration to do that. So I'm excited about, yeah, all that stuff. So what's your first impressions a couple of weeks uh, in our operation? Oh, I'm, I'm loving the position. Um, I enjoy working with people. I'm, I'm, a very hands-on person. I'm very social anyway, but uh, meeting people and, and seeing them, you know, being able to change their lives for the better and actually help themselves is so rewarding in itself. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think the couple of things that strike me too, is that I'm region three and it's uh, Corey Barrier who runs region district three is very, he, it was his idea that we come into the office. Congratulations to him. It's made things so nice, but I still, I've been out of prison 10 years and every once in a while I'm walking down that hallway and I'm, you know, we're surrounded by these black shirted guys carrying guns. And, you know, I'll think the hair on the back of my neck will kind of go up and go, whoa. And I go right back to, you know, I'm 74975 still. And that's an adjustment for me. Is that an adjustment for you? Yes, very much. I found myself the first week pointing my head down and looking at the floor quite a bit. And I realized I have no reason to be fearful. I'm not in trouble. So It's always a realization when you stop doing what, at least from my perspective, when I stopped doing what I'd done before, that I have no reason to not worry, worry about a policeman coming up behind me or seeing somebody like that because I'm not doing anything wrong. But you're right. I find myself now attempting to go out of my way and say, eyes don't divert to the floor when you're walking around in here. Just look them in the eye and say hi. They don't know who you are anyway. So it's, and there's, you've got to be, there's tons of them in the building. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And down every hallway, you'll, you'll run into one or another. And I've discovered I now make complete eye contact and smile and wave and say, hello. Well, how so are you're, you? You're, you're, you're taking it better than I am. It's, it's, <laughs> I've had a little bit more time doing it. And it's, it's still, it's, a, I, but I think what we're doing is groundbreaking in so, so many ways. And again, I give credit to Corey. But in terms of us being in the right spot, that it's a great partnership um, so that in the end, the people who do come out of incarceration, if you're listening to me, this will be better. You know, Carrie will design structure and information and data that will be up to date so you don't have to go someplace to not get the answer that you need. We're going to try to have all of that stuff available to you right there when you come into Canyon County. And so, specifically designed for per person of what they need and and help that they can go to. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's what's the key. And uh, I think um, we've had the foresight to say this is going to be cool. And so I'm excited about it. I am too. So you did go through uh, the recovery coach training too, because that's where we met originally. Tell me about that. And is that something that's helpful to you in terms of where you're going to be now? It was extremely helpful. Um, eye-opening for some of the event of the information that they give you um uh looking at it at a different perspective other than you know from an outside source it's it's interesting you learn people's nature and how they are and and how they're thinking and what they're thinking and and you got to step back and just say okay let let me help you yeah so. and i think it's really um it's not for everybody it really is something in which you have to listen to people and uh, that's not always the a quality that some people have, but you really do have to listen and understand where people are coming from 
immediately when they're sitting in front of you and not necessary to say you need this, 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 but to present what are uh, options for them as they express them almost. Would you agree with that? Or? I would, yes. Yeah. A lot of them knowing that you have the similar background, they're more relaxed around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it is. It's like it's helpful. Yeah, I think you somehow you almost have to work that into the conversation quickly so that they're more comfortable with you because, yeah. you know, we're not, you and I are both not all tatted up and, you know, typically looking like we've just come out of incarceration, but right. you have to bring that into the conversation so that it's something that does make it easier for people so that you can make that kind of warm handoff. Yes, it does. Tell me about the different, is, is doing this, do you anticipate doing this role being a lot like being incarcerated in terms of interactions with people or is the, uh, did you learn things from the time that you were away kind of that will resonate with uh, this kind of population? Almost oh, definitely. Um, I, I would not be in the position I am if I wasn't incarcerated. I look at it as a blessing because I, uh, I was a lost soul for a while. And once I found my way of divine intervention at its finest, I found my niche and I discovered that this is where I was meant to be. And I've succeeded and I've excelled in just a short time. The last couple of years, I've really changed from being, you know, one person to another, somebody I can be proud of and, and help other people, which is really where I want to be. Yeah, it's, um, I, I really do preach that. It's, I make light of it, but I, I say the person, the barista that pours my coffee in the morning uh, knows I'm a Christian, knows I've been in prison, and knows that I work with people coming out of incarceration. And I think the more you embrace that honesty and openness with people, uh, life just becomes a lot easier. Most definitely. And so um, in some ways, we, you and, and I also in that office, are a role model for so many different people, including not just the people who are coming in from our incarceration, but from the staff within the Department of Corrections. Yeah. So they see a different kind of flavor and they say, hey, look, Carrie's doing this and this. Hey, that's pretty sharp. Yeah. Why is she so happy or whatever? Those are those are things that I think we need to do and be. it needs to be a priority for us. I guess that makes sense. Yes. And you are in this position because I think that you can do that and represent us in a real strong way. Thank you. Yeah, because St. Vincent Paul will... Um, we're uniquely kind of placed, I guess you would say, in the southern Idaho in that they really do give us the freedom to support people who are coming out of incarceration and the free reign to design that. I, The example I would say is we've hired a lot of recovery coaches recently, and it's like somebody said to me at recovery for co- at, at um, St. Vincent Paul the other day, well, how are you going to train all these guys? And I said, train them? What do you mean? gone through the training, you know, we're going to get together every week. We're going to talk about clients. We're going to talk about the problems they're having with the clients. We're going to feed off each other and we're going to learn as we go forward because that's almost the best way to, to do it. Yes. And I like how you put it. Everybody will have their own way of, of handling it and doing it, which is and, nice to and see. And which is, you know, the thing I, hopefully you got from me too, is that the office will reflect your personality and it will not be something that I'll say you need to do this this and this right. it will be something that you do and if as somebody else sees it or as i see it we'll make maybe a suggestion or two if we see something but it'll only be to enhance making that office your your personality yes perfect Cause, yeah because as long as you're that makes you happy that makes you grow that makes you go forward yes and like i said i think uh i'm excited about building this kind of team for the future thing it's um we got very good places to go in terms of going forward. And um, it's exciting that you're going to be around and 
help us do it. Yes, it definitely is exciting. Let's see, what else? So you do have different uh, recovery coaches kind of coming in. Uh, what's that like in having different people kind of d- drop in? Well, it's nice to see different personalities because not everybody, uh, I guess, uh, meshes with everybody else well enough. Male, female, um, we've got, you know, pretty much anybody who could uh, adapt to anybody else. Right. And I think we will have... Um, Again, we probably should explain what the recon program is. Uh, we call it, it's reconnected technically, but we call it recon for short. And so that's a program in which uh, if you've had some addiction or issues with uh, methamphetamines or opiates, that you are, after some qualification, you're enrolled in that program and you're assigned a recovery coach that will help you walk through the next six months uh, at, on support. And uh, if those of you have just listening to us for the first time, if you don't know what a recovery coach is, Recovery Coach is really not a mentor, and it's not a sponsor, so it's not going to tell you what to do on either one of those realms. It's someone who has that real-life experience and will offer suggestions, help you build things like the call Recovery Capital in terms of finding things to do and offering you support with a resume. Or our, our recovery coaches will say, if an example the other day was somebody got a new job and needed new boots for that, that job, and so we were able to dip into that grant to get the boots for him so that he could complete the job and go forward. Those are the types of things we were doing. And, and that was approved because his recovery coach said this was vital for him at this point in time and for him to go forward and be successful. So it's kind of a cool program. And it's, the thing I like about it is that it is, it's truly what a recovery coach is supposed to do. It's not to supplement a MSW or to a clinician in terms of doing that kind of a legwork or the casework for them. It's really to connect with them and to do the research and find out just what the person needs. Yeah, somebody to walk along with them. Yep. Yep, kind of walk along beside them is the the situation. Let's see, what else we got in terms of... So tell me about um, working with incarcerated people from your perspective. Is there a philosophy or you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, a lot of them is... um, when they come in, it's, uh, for me, it's what are your basic needs first? Let's get those met first so you can move forward and, and get on with where you want to be. So, um, when they come out, it's, uh, you can see that they're very nerve wracked and it's, it's a little overwhelming for them. And, uh, we're there to help guide them and, and hopefully we can set them on the right path and they can stay out of the system, you know, and get back to their lives and living it. Yep. And I think, the thing that you'll see, too, as it goes forward is Canyon County has been totally un- underdeveloped for us, and we do have a real strong thrift store over there, and we've got another thrift store, and, and we got one in Caldwell, we got one in Nampa, and there's really strong support for working with people who are out of incarceration. But at the same time as you're going to be educating the POs from IDOC, you're also going to play a large role in developing the people, the family of St. Vincent de Paul, who understand and mean well and want to be involved, but they don't understand people out of incarceration either. So yeah. you're going to be doing that also. Yeah, educating everybody all the way around, which is it's perfect and great. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's almost it's almost the, the attitude almost should be from morning to night, all you're really doing is educating people about what you do and how you do it. And uh, because I'm going to contend that the people you're driving around listening to me and you don't know how many people are actually affected by the the system, the IDOC system here in the state of Idaho, you don't probably know how much it costs to keep somebody in a, in a 
in a prison cell for a year. And what you really don't know is the emotional cost that it takes, and it takes on the family of the person who's incarcerated because it's a difficult spot and all everything kind of flows from there. As people are incarcerated, it destroys families, and there isn't a lot of support for that. So hopefully we're educating people on all that as we go forward. I hope so, too. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, it gives us something to do every day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hope you're not going anywhere real Nope, soon. nope. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about from you today, you think? No, I, I, I just hope that, you know, people um, reach out to us and, you know, ask for help or, or you know, come to us and, and uh, put us to work. You yeah. know, let us help you. I think one of the things that you can do if you're saying, what can I, can I find out information about this? I'm going to do some information at the end of about how to get in touch with me specifically. But go to www.svdpid.org. There's a great web page that kind of highlights that. At the top of the page, you'll see reentry. And you can click on reentry and kind of get a flavor for the services we provide. And uh, there's one for Canyon County and there's one for uh, Ada County. And you can find that out. We also have a telephone number now that we haven't had for a long period of time in which you can ring right into Carrie's desk over there. Uh, and that's uh, area code 208-570-2030. And there's a prompt where you'll say you're just out of incarceration. You need to go to Ada County and you press the button and it'll ring in Ada County. And if you um, push in the button for Canyon County, it'll ring into Canyon County. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming. Thank I appreciate it. Yeah, this is fun. Like I said, I it think we're fun. on. Uh, we're going to be doing good things, and I have a very good feeling about you going forward in terms of making it work. Well, so, thank you, sir. I look forward thank to you. the future. Welcome, welcome to the team. Thank you. Okay. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding Kept me locked in captivity Have been broken by grace so free When he poured out his cleansing blood Motivated by his great love Give me faith I need to rise above And sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the strength I need to start again I've got victory over sin uh, One thing is good, we really have uh, I'm proud of the people who work for the same, uh, re-entry services from uh, St. Vincent de Paul. As you know, people are out working around, it's hard to get a job find the right people. Everybody wants everybody to go to work for everybody and there are lots of jobs and I think at this point we really do have a good team. So come in and utilize us. If you need to get in touch with me specifically uh, you can reach me at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email me at systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. And you can even call us on the phone if you want to, which is area code 208-477-1006. Hey, listen, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Come down to Julia Davis Park and introduce yourself. We'd like to see you and like to go forward. Have a good weekend, and we will talk to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.